Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Stink Sheet for today, August 1st, 2021. Uh, my name is Otis P. Stink Trigger. I will be uh, your host for this evening. I'm joined by a stand-up comedian, author, and a good friend of mine, the guy who got me back into wrestling after uh, I completely dropped it when uh, Triple H's reign of terror lasted into 2004. So this is Jordan Hoth. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Loving to be here. Yeah, absolute pleasure. So uh, the way this thing's going to work, uh, this is going to be a kind of conversational wrestling news podcast, you know, because uh, I'm the first guy to think to do one of those. Nobody else has ever, <laughs> nobody else has ever thought to do something as revolutionary as this. So, groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. Yeah, absolutely. That's a better word for it, for sure. So I'm going to run down all of the news that I ripped from uh, the Observer and all the other dirt sheet websites. And we're going to talk about it, and uh, we're going to say some stuff that we can't take back about wrestlers and try to get people mad at me. That's basically the whole point. <laughs> if I could get punched in the back of the head by a wrestler that I talk shit about online, that'll be funny. I want to regret the next 45 minutes. Absolutely. I look forward to that. Yeah. You're going to want to regret however long this goes. This is a very long <laughs> outline. <laughs> Okay, so uh, I guess the top story of the weekend, because we're going to be doing this on Sundays going forward, and we're going to be recapping all the news from the last week. Top story this week, uh, even though there's been a lot happening, Bray Wyatt released randomly on a Saturday morning. That was pretty crazy. Uh, it was reported that his return was imminent. Uh, uh, what's that guy's name? SRS? Sean Ross Stapp? I can't Stamp. fucking remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's He's, most people. Yeah, that's him, man. But uh, he reports that there's been a big morale hit in the uh, WWE locker room. So your thoughts on the Bray Wyatt release, Jordan? Uh shocking absolutely ridiculous like you said he was he was set to come back like this month um and in incredible shape uh hot as ever and then you know a shocking cut for budget reasons which is absurd considering you know year after year they've been making record profits there's no reason for that well, that's the thing, and uh, if just to completely uh, fucking steer this in a fucking communist direction, but that's kind of how corporations work. They have to have infinite growth. So if you make X amount of money one year, you need to make X plus whatever percent the next year, no matter what that takes. So like my personal take on it, I think they're doing the old Braun Strowman gimmick. I think they're trying to fire him because he was a big money deal guy, and they're going to hire him back for a fraction of the price. Like, I think that's what they hope to do. Right. Um, it's so wild because, like, he is, like, a big merchandise mover. Like, you can buy, like, a what? Like, an 800 fucking dollar fiend mask? Like, that's ridiculous. And, like, he's one of the people that, like, online, it's just so many people have attached themselves to that character. It's creepy. It's like every <laughs> every WWE fan with a 71 IQ <laughs> loves the fiend, dude. <laughs> The fan art for him is absurd and disturbing, but yeah, he has a massive following. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a cool character, right? Like the design of the mask is cool. Uh, the the like the way they booked it was fucking pretty ridiculous. But like, I could see why people would dig it if they're keeping up with WWE like that. Like, it is like different from everything else. Very much so, and and I don't. I've been 
watching a long time, it makes such a difference when somebody gets into it. And the dude was into the character. Like, he made it work by sheer force of will. So, I mean, it, it just didn't make any sense. Like, he took whatever they gave him. And he sold the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. Well, that could be said but for yeah. a lot of people that they've just randomly gotten rid of. You know what I mean? Like Braun Strowman, that was like their guy, dude. He, they put a fucking rocket behind him. Yeah. Like 100%. Now, Braun almost, I, I like your point, and I think you're right about like wanting to bring him back at a reduced deal because Braun Strowman sent out some feelers on the the indie market and got nothing back for the price he was asking no no not but, not at all like when you're so used to pulling down like ten thousand dollars a fucking week or whatever like right yeah <laughs> it's gonna be crazy man but but yeah i think he's somebody that you might be able to get back cheaper but bray wyatt is such a talent and a mind for it Mm-hmm. He's a really creative guy. Nobody can fucking take that away from him, no matter like what you think of the character or whatever. Dude is very creative. Yeah. 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 So and what I do think... you think? Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go on. Oh, I was gonna say. So, what do you think is next for uh, Huskus the Pig Boy? Honestly, I think he's gonna take a break. Yeah, take uh, a break for sure. Well, he has to. He's got a ninety-day break coming up. You know. Right. Yeah. And, and from what we're hearing, you know, it's there's some personal stuff behind it. Uh, he he needed a bit of a breather anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think from the reports, you know, Brody Lee's death hit him pretty hard. So oh, I, I yeah, think, yeah, I never really thought about that, but yeah, that would fucking suck for that guy, for sure. Right. Yeah. And so you know what? And it's I I hope he takes a long break, and then one of the you know fantasy dream at uh, dream returns I've heard. Is that he comes in? Uh, the he and the remaining members of the Wyatt family pop into AEW at a very you know, opportune moment for Hangman Page. Oh my God! So like uh, the old uh, Bray Wyatt in the Dark Order kind of deal. Yeah, they, yeah. He comes. He comes in and uh, helps out Page. I yeah yeah yeah. Like I've I've seen a lot of that going around online, man, and. Uh, I don't know. I'm not really about it just because I feel like the the vibe for Bray Wyatt and the vibe for the Dark Order is pretty off, you know what I mean? Like you watched yeah. Dynamite this Wednesday, yeah? Yes, yes. Okay. Do you think they could have done that intro that like made me fucking like well up with all the fellas there and oh. their shadows casting the cowboy hats with fucking Bray Wyatt's creepy ass? <laughs> Do you think that would work whatsoever? No, 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 I don't. I don't think it does. I it, think it would be right. It would be a sentimental moment, but it doesn't mesh. No, no, not whatsoever. Like, if if Bray Wyatt went to AEW, and like, it's not like I like super don't want him to or anything, but like, I just don't see that being any kind of like sensible direction for a storyline. But like, I think if he was there anyway, like, the two could have like some interaction. You know what I mean? Like the group. Like you could, right. you could definitely allude to him having some like connection to them just because of Brody Lee and all that, but I don't think as a like an actual member of the group it would really make any sense. And then if you put Braun Strowman in there, I'm just oh, not gonna like the Dark Order anymore. <laughs> no, and like right, and Bray Wyatt's such a personality. Like mm-hmm. he can be 
leading a group. He can't be in a group. Exactly, exactly. And, like, I like Uno as the fucking, like, non-leader leader of the Dark Order anyway, you know what I mean? Right, and he's, like, Uno's good at stepping up just enough when he needs to. Yeah, well, he's, like, the mouthpiece, right? Like, he's, like, right. he, he he wears, like, the little suit and everything, so he's, like, the, the front office business part of the the Dark Order, and I, and I feel like that's, like, really kind of all they need. Right, and they do need that because yeah. they were they were drifting into very much lower card comedy, mm-hmm. and you know they had a couple of injections, but he's been a pretty stable presence. Yeah, plus and, man, like fucking Grayson and Uno, they're crazy workers. I don't think that gets talked about enough. But no, like, yeah, those guys are nuts, man. Some of the stuff they do, the fatality is such a cool fucking like tag team finisher. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it looks like it fucking sucks, dude. And did you see that um, that fucking dive Grayson almost killed himself on? Oh, I rewatched it again. The guy, how did he get up? <laughs> did you see how fucking high in the air he flew? <laughs> My God. People were like, nobody caught him. I was like, how's anybody supposed nobody. to know where he is? <laughs> right. He got lost in the fucking light. Yeah, exactly. You like look up, you see like 600 spotlights fucking beaming into your eyes. And just yeah, a fucking like Quebecois spinning around the air 300 miles an hour. Like, what are you going to do? Like, he taps his hip and that's it. Like, all right, I'm good. Oh, no, I hope nobody come to catch me. Black. <laughs> <laughs> Bang on. Yeah. <laughs> all right. No, so, that, that match as a whole just, oh, again, oh. they're so good at those stories. Yeah, man. It just uh, every, everything about it, too. Like, the work. In, I, I'm going to talk about that later. Cause, uh, yeah, yeah. We can't do that. We can't do I, that. Because I, I have a fucking, um, like, I'm going to bring that up twice. <laughs> right. We should. Yeah, for sure. But, okay, so, like, back to. To, uh, back to Defiend. We gotta get fucking totally fiend-pilled here for another minute or two. So, like, you know, they said budgetary reasons, and that is what they like to say. They're not gonna... Like, the Fed is bad as they are. They're not gonna be like, yeah, we released him because we don't like him, and he's a fat loser. Right. So, like, what do you think actually is going on there? Like, uh... Do you think that it is the the necessity of growth for the WWE going quarter to quarter? Do you think they're, like we said, uh, they're trying to pull the Braun Strowman gimmick, like cut him, bring him back at a lower rate? Or do you think it was like more his choosing? You know? You know, I think it's a, I think it's a bit of the last one and then a bit of a power play. Mm-hmm. The fact that he was probably requesting some time and expressing that, you know, there were some things that were a bit more important than the business, which mm-hmm. apparently McMahon hates to hear (laughs) and and the fact that you combine that with somebody who right now is um as we said repeatedly very creative but a huge merch seller that's somebody who has power within the company and someone like that uh maybe it was i'm gonna put you in line uh and before you get a little too much which is insane to me Mm-hmm. But I think it was a bit of cutting him off at the knees, and it was a good time because, hey, he's asking for time off, and I need to get rid of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could totally see that. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. 
with doing that because it's like oh yeah if we can cut this guy like they that you know they've always had that kind of uh, method of doing things it's like nobody is bigger than the brand they don't right. want another rock or john cena on their hands <laughs> like roman got his uh his one his one little spot in the movies there and he hasn't uh, strayed too far yet but i think they're still i think vince is still fucking uh, traumatized over like the rock being the biggest movie star in the entire world and the miss is on his way the miss, so. the miss is on his way he's on his way to oscar gold <laughs> I give the Marine Six five bags of popcorn and a little action figure that can't wrestle. Don't do that because I cried. I'm not going to tell you where, but. In the Marine Six? In the Marine Six. <laughs> Is that a movie? Is that real? <laughs> that. It's real. And it's oh. a real movie. And my, I did well up a bit. Oh my God. Jordan used to be a boxer, everybody, so his brain doesn't work great all the time. <laughs> I cry a lot. My man's a, my man's a little punchy, but that's okay. <laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah, we were talking. We were totally getting fiend pilled. So, uh, who do you think is next? Who's the next big name they're gonna fucking chuck out of there? Oh God, I don't even want to think Finn Balor. Finn Balor? Oh, oh my God, I could see it too. I could see it too. <laughs> One hundred percent, I could see them cutting Finn Balor out of fucking nowhere, because like they dropped him down to NXT, and yep. then they had him put over like a couple of the quote unquote younger guys, all the thirty nine year olds down there who've been wrestling since two thousand and four. <laughs> now he's back on the main roster, and it's like, oh hey, I'm gonna challenge fucking Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. It's like, no bitch, John Cena, get out of here, you little twink. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, he is a bit too good looking for the main event, but that's that, okay. That's true. That is true. He's a he's a handsome devil, but he's a handsome devit. I'll say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, I can I can see and I mean exactly that. Like he's the way he's being booked, the way the last couple of months have been, mm-hmm. the fact that at the end of the day he's an undersized guy who's hitting forty. Yeah. Vince is not gonna see a future for him. And it would again, it would be one of those decisions that McMahon sometimes makes that it seems completely counterintuitive and that you are giving a bullet club slash elite group Mm -hmm. huge fresh new member absolutely that's why i was so blown away when uh, they released uh fucking gallows and gun you know what i mean because like that was one of the first people they signed big money contracts to in order to keep like AEW from like getting themselves off the ground but they've fucking fell on their own dicks every time they've tried. <laughs> right. It's just been just the funniest thing to watch as a wrestling fan. That's been so satisfying. Oh my god. Just like the bumbling villain who fucks up their plan every fucking week. It's great. The Schadenfreuden is perfect. Yeah. But yeah, there was this uh there was this note. Oh, actually, I'm going to go with my who's next first. Um Do it. I don't think it'll ever happen. I don't think this is realistic, but I somebody on Twitter said it and if Seth Rollins got the fucking random axe out of nowhere. <laughs> then what what happens to him? I don't know. <laughs> he burned every bridge outside of that company. <laughs> Hardcore, dug deep, and he ain't going to New Japan. No, he's certain. Although, like, 
2016 Seth Rollins in New Japan. Whoo, baby. Oh, that would do that. That would have been sick. That would have been yeah. fucking sick. But my man, my man had too much Kool Aid. No, I don't think he can work anywhere else. <laughs> oh man, and like the idea. Oh no, I couldn't. I like now. I'm fantasizing a bit about it, and like he's he's entrenched there. He's <laughs> he's one of their guys. He's rooted. But yeah. if you gave him a couple of years against Drew McCoy, he's it's not quite some of the best in the world. But yeah, I would love to see him in New Japan. Yeah, absolutely. That's that would be really interesting, but I don't. I don't think they'll release him like that. He's married no. to their biggest star. I would exactly. not imagine. Their biggest star. Yeah, true for sure. All right, so uh, my next uh, my next point on the uh, on the on the format sheet here is it just says Nick Khan might be the devil. Because <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. So like, I just picked this quote out of the Observer because it was like one of the only like hard reasons that I could see as to why Bray Wyatt would be released so randomly like that. And so it was, uh, Nick Khan noted that sports rights fees around the world continue to increase, pushing the WWE and its new international deals and its next domestic deal should have healthy increases. That, combined with cost-cutting, should lead to continued record profits going forward. So like I was saying earlier, like a, a corporation's responsibility to its shareholders is infinite growth. Which is not sustainable, but that's a that's a topic for another podcast. So, if, like like I was saying, if they make this much money, they got to make this much money plus this much next time. So I think they're just cutting all their big money dudes. Like I, they don't give a fuck. Like nobody's bigger than the brand. You know what I mean? Right. It's all it's all numbers, and when you're crunching them like that, it makes a lot of sense that way. Mm-hmm. For sure. It and makes. So, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, and some of these guys are locked in the contracts that I don't know the amount, but have to be astronomical at times. And just, you know, on a balance sheet perspective, yeah, it's a it's a quick way to make some money. Yeah, absolutely. It's just like the most, like, cold, detached, like, American psycho fucking explanation that you can think of. So it might be the right one. Like, who, who's to say, right? I don't... I'm, but, like, but, no, I, go on. Oh, I was just saying, like, I'm like, I don't fucking know this man. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's just, I mean, the the last point is true because it's not like one, it's it's people, but it's people that have made significant investments and mm-hmm. that have families and that some of them have moved for this place. Oh yeah, and you know, just to cut them cold one day. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, this week also they had the uh, the investors call, and uh, mm-hmm. I listened to some of it. And <clears throat> excuse me, the um, the big news coming out of it was the quote about uh, Vince McMahon not seeing AEW as competition, and but he said that he didn't see them as competition, and then started going off about fucking Ted Turner again, like. <laughs> My man is sundowning. Like he thinks it's 1996. Like he thinks like he got to get that fucking strap off Bret Hart. Right. You know what I mean? Like he's like, oh, I I gotta push Shawn Michaels. Ah. <laughs> Respectfully, is Ted Turner even alive? I I believe he is. He takes real good oh. care of himself and is a billionaire. So. Is good pro- point. He's probably like a fucking brain in a jar somewhere, like Futurama or something. Is that somebody A and W A and W A W could scoop? Mm. Could they bring in Ted Turner? 
Ted, Ted Turner in like a robot suit <laughs> and a brain in a jar. <laughs> just to cut promos on Vince. That's it. <laughs> you could just hear screams coming out of Connecticut. <laughs> oh no, he's back. <laughs> now he's taking it seriously. Well, it's a goddamn war, pal. <laughs> I think that so. I think that's what it would take, but yeah, like oh yeah, the WWE doesn't see fucking AEW as competition. So that brings me to my next point: Does Vince McMahon have brain damage? <laughs> Valid question. Yeah. So I just uh, like you know I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical professional, um, but I do know how to Google things, and I googled <laughs> symptoms of uh, CTE. What is it? Chronic traumatic encephalophily on uh in in uh in elders on google and uh, let's just uh let's just go down the the list of symptoms here and uh and see see if the shoe fits and probably around here somewhere i'm gonna pop in a bit of audio of the uh investors call so we can hear what old vinnie mac sounds like these days all right so the first one up Difficulty thinking under the cognitive impairment category. Wow. Would you say Vince oh. has difficulty thinking on his feet? Yes. I think uh, his booking for 20 years, but any time he's been caught in a conversation or caught in a situation where it's not exactly prepared for him, he struggles. Oh, yeah, he, like, fucking trails off like crazy. Anytime it's not, like, just literally a promo. Like, maybe that's why they got right. so many fucking writers, because otherwise he can't remember what to say. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. So the second one would be memory loss. And uh, I don't know if he if he's undergoing memory loss, but he does seem kind of stuck in the 90s. Uh, he's still going on about <laughs> Ted Turner. Yeah, I think... Uh... From from a from a year to year perspective, he doesn't know what's going on. And that's true, so, yeah. and, he, and he does do the same matches like seven weeks in a row. So maybe he just doesn't remember that he did it last week, right? And maybe this is like Stanley naming all the comic book characters with like the same initial, so he can keep up with it. He can yeah. keep track. This yeah. is how Vince knows what's going on. That's right, exactly. It's like it's got to move at a real slow pace for him, or he can't keep up. <laughs> okay, so uh, symptom three: problems with planning, organization, and carrying out tasks. Yeah, I think you could go back as far even as do you remember Million Dollar Mania? Oh my God! Yes, the, the phone thing. Right, he had yeah. to phone somebody, and he checked out. <laughs> yes, yeah, his brain went to shit in the middle of a phone call, and he was like sixty-five then. Right, so that that was that was a few years back. Yeah, that's true, man. Oh shit. Okay. So under the behavioral changes category, we have impulsive behavior and aggression. <laughs> Um, he did attack Bob Costas one time <laughs> because Bob Costas called wrestling fake. Well, I and thought, then Vince McMahon, I thought that was Dr. D. Oh, no, that was well, yeah. And so, years like just past, I think, the attitude era, Bob Costas interviewed Vince McMahon 
and he just he called it fake because it is and everyone yeah. knows him yeah and then started sports. to get angry and oh he, i remember uh, that yes and he threatened Bob Costas and he mm. slapped some of his papers and Bob Costas didn't move. And he said, what are you going to do? Fake beat me up. <laughs> Get his ass. With the table and lost his mind. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, my God. Do you remember um, like around, uh, I guess it would have been like the mid late 90s. But uh, when he was on off the record with uh, Michael Landsberg. Yes. Like that whole like confrontational fucking interview. Holy crap. Was that ever funny? so defensive yeah and uh, if for, if anybody is listening to this outside of the borders of canada uh off the record was like a uh, sports talk show and they had like wrestlers on there as if they were actually athletes and uh, <laughs> they, they actually had really really good uh, interviews on there a lot of the time so if you can find on youtube or something check it out it's like uh, early shoot interviews where you can't cuss or nothing right but he got a lot out of a lot people like brad hart rick flair even undertaker he got a, yeah, it was, yeah he got like a non-kayfabe interview out of the undertaker in like right. 2000 that was crazy okay oh, shout out i used to watch that one. Oh man yeah all, I, all the time that was the only time i ever watched it was when he was gonna have a wrestler on i was like oh, i'm fucking <laughs> watching that 100 percent but fucking yeah. Wayne Gretzky, who gives a shit? I don't care. That's fucking. <laughs> I know he's popular. <laughs> We're Canada. Yeah, don't know much else. And okay, so under the mood disorders tab for uh, <laughs> CTE, we have <laughs> depression or apathy, which I cannot nail down on Vince. I have to say, he doesn't strike me as a particularly depressed person. Agreed. Yeah. Now, emotional instability. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he ranges a lot between violent and aroused. Yes, absolutely. And um, and and like anywhere in between is just kind of like like 90s Vince McMahon announcer like jovial. It's like ah, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's when he's not angry or horny. That's the <laughs> Okay. And the next one substance misuse <laughs> well I mean define substance okay cocaine or steroids okay and yeah definitely then yeah a lot of substance misuse I love this cocaine shit I could snort it all night and never get addicted alright I was just gonna ask what the quote was that was it man right. <laughs> oh shit oh. What a nutcase. finds him in a nutshell. <laughs> Absolutely. He's like the one guy you can't get addicted to cocaine. He just believes that. And yeah. motor symptoms, Parkinsonism, and motor neuron disease. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I... Go ahead. You go. I was just going to say, like I, like I said, like I'm not a medical professional, so I can't like recognize the symptoms of Parkinson's in other people or like if their motor neurons are failing but my, <laughs> my man looks shabby <laughs> that's what i'll say yes my man i'm looks gonna make a, a wild conjecture and and agree and just yeah. say like compared to the mcmahon like and people age mm -hmm. but he was to a degree athletic and while well, never graceful coordinated and it has dropped significantly and you can tell by the very few appearances he makes it's not the same no certainly his uh, his physiology doesn't exactly work exactly as it used to you know what i mean oh, but yeah great. 
that's all of them. So I think, yeah, I think my man might have got got beat up too much in his brain, and now his brain don't work no good. So it's that's a diagnosis. Yeah, that as Doctor Stink Trigger says, his brain ain't no good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm glad I used my real name for this. Yeah, absolutely, dude. <laughs> this is the this is the stink sheet, baby. There's no journalistic integrity here. <laughs> we do what we want. Yeah, I'll put my name on here too. Kurt Hall is just fucking people know me better as Otis P. Stink Trigger. That's fine. Fucking sue me. I don't give a shit. Oh man, minor league hockey player Kurt Hall. That's right. <laughs> fucking what, what? What is it? It's a fucking uh, forward wing, right wing. I don't know. I'm not right wing. Right. I'm not right. You're one of them. I am not one of those things. I'm one of the positions in all that hockey I play. All right. So up next, fucking Ooh. CM Punk and Brian Danielson to AEW. I am excited i am so excited yeah that's uh, basically what i got to say about it too man <laughs> i just daniel bryan brian danielson i love all of them it for years i've been waiting for the dream matches that that we've got lined up potentially if all goes well from a, a purist perspective it's the best thing to happen in a decade punk is arguably bigger if they do it right so i i i'm just thrilled i i I can't wait to see what happens yeah absolutely and i agree with you about punk because like he actually really came to prominence in the wwe as in the gigantic gap where i wasn't watching wrestling like from like Mm -hmm. towards the end of the reign of terror to like when i started coming to pay-per-view parties at your place I was mm-hmm, just completely mm-hmm. checked out of wrestling, but I knew who CM Punk was, right? Because like, where uh, did you know him from? Uh, just people like talking about him, like around me and stuff, like, and um, there would be like references to him in like TV shows, like they referenced him on this one show I was watching, the Aziz Ansari one, uh, Master and None. They wow. Named, yeah, they name dropped him on there. Like one of the guys in a kitchen was listening to a CM Punk podcast. And, uh, yeah, so, like, he was, he's, like, kind of one of the first guys who's not John Cena in a while, who's, like, bigger than the WWE, which, you know, caused a lot of problems over there. Right. Yeah. But, okay, so this is something I wanted to talk, and, of course, like, uh, Brian Danielson, I'm super excited for. Like, I, uh, again, he, most of his career was when I wasn't watching, but I've since gone back and watched, like, a lot of his, like, ROH shit and the best stuff out of the Fed, and, like, yeah, just to see him go up against, like, Kenny Omega, Darby Allin, fucking uh, Tomohiro Ishii, Tanahashi fucking Minoru Suzuki and fucking Brian Danielson, dude. I think that already happened, maybe, but that'd be sick anyway, regardless. Every Everything that happened in Noah doesn't count. It's yeah, And it's amazing because he's so similar, but uh, dramatically different as, as a worker, so even old matchups will be fantastic. Yeah, and, yeah, true, and he's got like a whole new coat of paint on him because it's like you, you know, you're getting out of the big company you can go fucking crazy and do whatever you want, it's gonna be fun. That's it, and I mean, Ishii, for, for me is probably the best yeah, he's gotta be the best worker the last ten years for me. Oh, and to have so him, uh, and I know they've never fought 
So to have them in the ring together, mm-hmm. that's just that's it. And and I mean it's pie in the sky, but if wherever he goes, if he's able to do a G one, that's oh, my dream. Yes. Yeah, that would be so sick. Like the next G one. And I think if they can and like this AEW uh like New Japan, I don't know, partnership, working relationship, whatever you want to call it. Whatever they have to do like with each other. Uh, I think once the pandemic stops being a bitch and uh, Japanese people get their vaccines like they're supposed to, if they like bring over some of their top talent for a good tour, I think it's really going to revitalize New Japan because they've been, they got fucked in the butt real bad ever since COVID happened. And it's a shame because they were doing so good. It's it's crazy the and, and it's hard to look at things other than intangibles. There's mm. numbers there. COVID hit everyone, but the momentum, just yeah, the exactly the talk about it is yeah. way down. The vibe is fucked. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's not like a business metric. It's not anything you can fucking put your hands on. But the vibes are fucked, unfortunately, in New Japan. I feel like the vibes got fucked when they put the strap on uh, Osprey, but that's just my personal preference. I find him annoying, so, like... <laughs> As a person, I do not like Will Osprey. Yeah, he's like a really, he's like a really, uh, sanitized dynamite kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. Because he's like and a genius like... revolutionary worker and also a giant prick fucking dickhead who has unfortunate access to twitter so we all know he's a dickhead exactly yeah we can't even learn about it after the fact in some fucking crazy fucked up book right pure osprey yeah (laughs) god damn it fucking b Priestley wakes up with a shotgun in her face (laughs) oh boy (laughs) i might beat that one out i don't know i might beat that one out you're not going anywhere. <laughs> oh, I'm fucked. <laughs> Davy! Davy, I'm fucked. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I've been smoking crack <laughs> in my home, dude. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh. All right. We're going back this time, this time. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Just yeah. Also, if you it, well, there's you can only tune in for the first time because this is the first episode. I'm just gonna be wholesale ripping off the laughs, fan. I've given those right. pieces of shit so much fucking money on Patreon. <laughs> I know, like we've donated way too much money to give way a shit at this too point. Much. Yeah, I'm gonna borrow as many of your bits as I want, and you can fucking come fight me for it if you want. <laughs> I don't care. I'll give you my address. Come fucking fight me. I don't give a shit. I apologize, Chairman. <laughs> They're never going to hear this. <laughs> but yeah, so Punk is uh, all but confirmed for the August 20th Rampage set at the United Center. Now, do you think this is going to be the first appearance, like the debut, or do you think it's going to be the first match? That's a really good question. If they... My, my thinking is that they need to do a match just because of how the tickets moved. Yeah, that's ex- what I was thinking. Yeah, go ahead, sorry. Just, yeah, exactly. The The expectation is through the roof and mm. the ticket sales moved so quickly, it seems like people are assuming Punk's making his return there. So even if that wasn't the plan, I, I'd put it there. You, you would like put the debut there? Like, yes. Uh, so it, not it, have him on TV until the 20th? 
um that's see that's the problem is then you have we have such a short build mm-hmm. so if he did if, if they went the darby allen route that's only really two weeks of tv at most yeah it's right it's just like what you were saying about the ticket sales is where this is such a high profile event now out of fucking nowhere which is like jesus christ good on you AEW. like <laughs> those boys can move some tickets when they want to yeah. man holy crap but um i don't think the the fans are going to be very fucking happy and you know this is this is you know AEW and and tony Khan are fucking talking about they don't like to piss off their fans when they can help it exactly i don't think like august 20th is just going to be like punk running in doing a go to sleep everybody goes nuts and then that's it he's out of there i think that might be like his first like match back right yeah and uh so the last point here oh go ahead sir and do you think it you think it's darby allen too that's we're pretty much agreed on that oh yeah 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 if i was gonna put money on it i would say darby mel uh darby allen is the uh first match back which is great because that's gonna be a really interesting kind of kind of style mix up absolutely and it's it's somebody who's just i don't with all due respect to darby allen who's there to take offense yeah for sure also, he, something he doesn't do all the time, but he does chain wrestling really, really fast. Yes. Yeah. Which is I something did not I like. realized he had a, a legit amateur wrestling background. That's ridiculous. That's crazy, man. Dude weighs like what, 110 pounds? Like Jesus. <laughs> right. Fuck. Well, I guess there's weight classes in wrestling, so that would that would work out. You'd just be going up against other uh other trim gentlemen. Tiny dudes. Yeah. So when do you think we're going <laughs> to... It's funny for either of us to call people tiny dudes. Right. Now, what am I talking about? He's literally much bigger than me. Yeah, he's, he's probably got about a good six inches of height over me. For sure. <laughs> so uh, when do you think we're going to get Brian Danielson? Oof, that's a really good question. Like, uh, all we can do is speculate because, like, I keep a pretty close ear to the fucking internet and nobody knows fucking nothing. So we can only guess. I um right. I heard the course Meltzer talking about it, and mm. I I agree with him in the point that Brian Danielson is being brought in essentially as a special attraction for dream matchups. Right. And the you need to get him in, not necessarily as soon as possible, but not waste that time and match him up strategically and quickly. So give it some time. You've got a lot going on now, but when he comes in, I I think he comes in closer to the end of the year and he challenges Omega in his first match. Really? You think it's going to be that long, eh? Yeah, I think because because with Punk, the, the danger is you could any sooner than that and you're taking the shine off him mm-hmm. and you're really dragging it away from page that's true yeah and that's really the, the kind of one of the uh kind of corners they booked themselves into here with all this going down like at the same time you know what i mean if uh, right. if if all out the main event is uh kenny omega and christian i think a lot of people are going to be fucking pissed yeah yeah like me yeah, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Christian too. I, I like him quite a lot, but like, you can't if if you're gonna change a main event on people once you've already like heavily telegraphed what it's going to be, you have to give them something better. You can't give them something that's not as interesting. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the build, it's been the best long-term build in years. Mm-hmm. In any company. And, absolutely. Yeah. And the, um, the closest analogy I could think of, <laughs> sorry, was in uh, around Mania 3 when it was, you know, the build Hogan and Andre when the fear was, and it was ludicrous, but that Andre would either say no to doing the job or would be physically unable to. So they had Paul Orndorff rest in peace as a backup. Right. And as hot as that was in 86 as a house show feud, if you have something you've built up that well as the Andre match, Orndorff would have been such a dramatic step down. Yeah, for sure. And I I think that would be the same. Like you can't, you can't go from hangman to, Christian. <laughs> yeah, you just can't. Like, but the other thing is, is like, it's not like you can give CM Punk the title shot either, because I don't, I don't think anybody's taking the AEW title off Kenny, but Hangman. Like, I still don't believe that that will happen. Agreed. Yeah. So, like, what, what do you do? Like, you fucking bring in CM Punk, who's been out of wrestling for literally a decade now, and you just beat him with your top guy on the first fucking pay per view he's on. Oh, right, exactly. The corner you mentioned. You, you put they put themselves in a corner where you have two people that absolutely they can't. Neither of them can lose. No. So you don't put them against each other. Yeah. But then who else, even close to the top of the card, could do something like that? And that's why the name Christian has been brought up because he's a face that mm. can really actually work. And that's close to the top of the card. Yeah, for sure. And it will be a killer match, like if that is what it is. Like, but it's just like, man, I, I just don't believe AEW would do that. You know what I mean? Like they're way too careful about like fan reaction to like bait and switch people like that. So I think they got some kind of surprise cooked up. And it's so weird to have faith in a wrestling promotion. <laughs> Right. Because I watched WWE for so fucking long, and it's just like, okay, I can pretty much, like, book every show myself by just doing the opposite of everything that I would like. Anything logical. Yeah, anything that I would enjoy, just just do the opposite, and I already booked the finish for you. But, uh, like, AEW is so very, very particular about how, uh, how fans perceive things. Well, sometimes, but uh, I just don't see them, like, doing something that could be considered a screw job but like and yeah again the christian thing makes sense but it's just like what do you fucking do but that brings me to my next point is uh the the uh the news header here is called AEW's hot as shit (laughs) that's just in that's just in AEW coming across the stink trigger news desk AEW is hot as shit so uh they're doing 1.11 million this past wednesday for dynamite nick gage chris jericho main event whoo buddy that was something i one the numbers mind-blowing to me i can't mm. even imagine it and uh, you know forget about comparing it people compare this stuff to the the 90s and the monday night wars and you can't it's different landscape yeah the i don't know if either of these companies is going to get an 8.1 <laughs> right exactly <laughs> but like to be remotely even if it's not competitive but to be in that league what mm-hmm. two years in yeah it's ridiculous yeah like aew should not be in spitting distance of monday night raw as far as ratings go absolutely it should it shouldn't be able to happen they should like aew has just been do- like and this is just an aew dick sucking podcast i guess i'm gonna have to accept that now 
but um, I'm on board. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 real fun. <laughs> it's a fun dick to suck, dude. But uh, they've just made a career out of doing shit that they should not have been able to do. My God, the starting with their first show. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like you can't get ten thousand people in the fucking Sears, whatever. You fucking idiots, Meltzer said, and then Cody's like, "No, we will, we will do that." And yeah, that went well. Signing CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. I didn't think anybody was ever going to do that shit. Absolutely, it's crazy. And, and you're right; it's defying expectations, which is all they've done. Mm-hmm. And- I mean, the the, the all out sales. Uh, Every every sale in the last couple of weeks has been blow away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, people were saying online, like, oh, there was so many, like, scalpers. Like, I was reading in The Observer, it was 7% scalpers. And a uh, a popular show will usually have between, like, 20 to 40% of the tickets okay. in the secondary market. Which is, uh, yeah, another point that I was going to bring up is we're rich, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Cause um, yeah, yeah, we're rich, bitch. Cause uh, uh, me and Jordan here, we uh, we purchased tickets to go to All Out in Chicago with a couple of our friends, and uh, we're planning the trip down, but uh, that board is still pretty, pretty fucking locked up. So I think we're gonna have to sell them on the secondary market if we can't get down there. And uh, yeah, the get-in price now is like three hundred and twenty dollars, American. Oh, that's like 850 Canadian. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's like 1,200 Canadian pesos. Third. I know. I know. We got we got very lucky to get some tickets. We accidentally got some combo tickets, not to rub it in, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got tickets for fucking Dynamite and Rampage, too. So it's just like, yeah, better than Bitcoin, man. Fuck. Ooh. Yeah, this is my new job. Yeah, just ticket scalper. <laughs> ticket reliever. Yeah. But it's it's a it's a very ethical form of scalping because we had every intention of going. Absolutely. Yeah, like fucking I'd yeah. kill to go down there still. Like I wish Sleepy Joe would fucking let us drive down there. I'm vaccinated. Fucking let me in your country, you little bitches. Right. I think you should tweet him. I've I've been. I I tweeted Tony Khan. I was trying to get a work visa. That would be amazing. Because every, every, every other week I tweet him, I'm like, why do you keep letting your cousin work in the truck on sound? Because they have so many <laughs> audio issues on Dynamite all the time. I know, you pointed out to me. I'm like, I don't notice. Oh, yeah. Because like, I've done audio engineering for like women's volleyball and actually wrestling one time and stuff like that. So it's like, let me work in the truck. I'll come down. I'll, I'll work for minimum wage. Just let me go to the show. That would be an ama- you, that would be the best internship in the world. It would be for sure. Although, fucking no, pay me minimum wage. <laughs> right, you'll die. No internship. And uh, just for comparison, NXT on Sci-Fi did around five hundred thousand viewers. Ooh, <laughs> that's does it get canceled? I don't think so, man. Uh, it does. It still does like okay numbers for its slot, apparently. That's what uh, that's what the old Melts and Alvarez have been saying. So I think it's going to stick around on TV. Although I wish it wouldn't, not because I hate NXT and I want it to go away, but when it was a network-only show, that show rocked. Right. That was really good. Like, when they didn't have to worry about fucking, like, producing for TV every week and they did, like, tapings of four shows in a row, that was my favorite, like, wrestling TV show. 
Because it was wrestling. Good stories. <laughs> yeah. Wrestling. Great crowds that weren't obnoxious. Mm-hmm. And the takeovers are still fantastic. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, NXT's pretty, pretty okay a lot of the time. But, but as a week to week, it's not as good as not nearly what it was at its peak. No, nah, it used to be a point of viewing for me, but I kind of fell off. And then, then I got caught up in the old wrestling war and I was like, ah, fuck those losers. AEW, baby. Woo. Yep. <laughs> so that brings me to my next point. Do you think Triple H is going to commit ritual suicide? <laughs> I would have bet money on it. Not literally. But a couple of weeks back when I thought they were selling the company, mm-hmm. that's I, when I thought, okay. Yeah. Because he spent so long just oh. waiting. And then Vince would sell it. Oh, for sure. You know he would do that too, man. But like just I honestly think like you know the whole carry and cross thing, like he got like beat on Raw his first match and everything. Yeah. I think that was a flex. I think that was like Vince saying, Oh yeah, we don't even give a shit about NXT. NXT doesn't matter to us. Look at this, this is the NXT champion. He lost to Jeff fucking Hardy, who's on three oxys right now. Agreed, right? It, yeah. Like it wasn't a top star. It wasn't uh, uh, anything that was built up to be meaningful. Mm-hmm. It was a throwaway match where he jumped out. Yeah, so it's like I think I think they're just trying to send the message. It's like, yeah, well, oh yeah, we don't even care. This wasn't important to us. Like, just Triple H got publicly spanked for like fucking a year and a half, dude. Right. Agreed. And like, yeah. you have to wonder because of all the praise Triple H got as a booker, you know, justified mm. or not, when NXT was on that super hot run, mm. it was every week, why couldn't Triple H book Raw? Yeah, for sure. Like, everybody wanted that. And I think a lot of people still do, to a point. But I think that there's problems in WWE that he can't fix. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, like I, th- I think he's got the brain for it. As much as I hate to say anything complimentary to Triple H, because I was an Attitude Era fan, and mm-hmm. boy, oh boy, did I ever want to punch that guy in the fucking nose. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, you know, he he is he is a good booker. Like, uh, the still the best wrestling show I've ever been to until I get to go to an AEW show was uh, Takeover Toronto. Like that was fucking crazy. That was one of the best shows I've ever been to like a hundred percent yeah i would best match i've ever seen was on that card yeah yeah was that yeah. uh the uh diy revival yeah that was so Absolutely. crazy that was that so was an crazy match and you knew it there it was mm. just one of those matches you knew watching it oh yeah we're gonna remember this yeah plus because of also like it helped how fucking over gargano was in uh, toronto Yes. Because he worked for the indies there all the time, and it's just like the whole crowd's going fucking berserk for him. That was awesome. But yeah, next up on the uh, on the AEW's hot as shit category, Arthur Ashe, pretty well sold out. That's wild. Before the even, even they had the general sale, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, uh, no, no, no. I think that's Rampage, because uh, Arthur oh, Ashe okay. is, the new, is the New Jersey show. Oh, you're right. I was getting them confused. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, so how the other seller. Say what? Sorry. So I was gonna say, how big is that one? Um, I think it can hold like nineteen thousand. Oh my god! But the way they're doing it is they're opening up more tickets as they sell out, which is a smart way right. to do it because then you can say you got a sellout no matter what, right? Absolutely. I always, I, I had a feeling that that was the show that Daniel Bryan shows up at. You know what I mean? Ooh, it could okay. be. Okay, why is that? I don't know, just because it's a very, very high-profile show, and you want to... 
Like, I, I only think of things from, like, fucking, like, crowd pop standpoints. So it's right. like, where would I slot this to make the crowd go absolutely berserk so the people at home are like, I gotta go to one of these fucking things, like, no matter what. And Which yeah. is huge. That makes such a big difference, having the crowd there. Like, in the one, absolutely, makes you want to go to the show. But the show is so much better when they go nuts. Oh, yeah, it's insane, man. Fucking, I... I w- it, w- it was just like hitting me like a wave when uh, what was the last pay-per-view they had I think it was the end of June what the fuck was it called was it Revolution Double or Nothing Double- uh, yes yeah when they had the whole crowd back and like uh, my favorite match of that night like was fucking Hangman and uh, Brian Cage just cause it was the first show in front of the crowd and they were going berserk dude right yeah it was like the first like match of the pay-per-view in front and they went fucking wild for it but uh yeah that was uh that was an excellent show and it is it is just great to have crowds back it's like wrestling is almost unwatchable without it it was tough i don't i'm not one of those people that got used to the thunderdome or whatever Mm -hmm. minimal crowd aw is using like you deal with it but you need a crowd it's a live event yeah, well, I think that was where AEW really distinguished themselves because they just found different things they could do without a crowd. You know what I mean? Whereas right. The WWE was like, all right, let's fucking, uh, let's have Alexis fucking playground where there's like yeah. goo everywhere. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> just goo flying everywhere. And then AEW is like, all right, well, fucking best friends, fucking uh, LAX, you guys go kill each other in the parking lot. <laughs> Which is absurd. If you told me a year ago that best friends were going to have a five-star, legit, incredible match, I would Five-star Chuck Taylor. Right? I just love saying it. Five-star Chuck Taylor. He's one of my favorite wrestlers anyway. I love PWG Chuck Taylor. I, I love every version of him, but I never look at him as being able to put on a classic, and that was a hell of a match. Yeah, that was so good, man. It's when, like, I don't do this a lot just because um, I spend so much of my time, like, not watching wrestling, like, fucking playing video games or other stuff, but I've gone back and watched a street fight between those two teams three times, just because there's so much I love about it. Like, the ending, the fucking spot on, like, the roof. Like, the guys yeah. just beat the dog shit out of each other. That was such a cool fucking match, man. LAX needs more props. They get a lot, but they need yeah. more. Proud and powerful so, LAX. Yeah, I was trying to remember yeah. their, 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 like, recent name. But oh, Santana and Ortiz. They're always going to be LAX. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Especially with Conan managing them. Right? Yeah. Also, the great pairing, man. Uh, Conan's so funny with them. It's so good. And you forget what a good talker that guy is. Still? And then he decides to talk. You were straight up strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> and I was I was excited. I'm like, he goes up against Tully on the mic. I'm like, oh, this is going to be pretty good. I'm like, oh, fucking Conan just annihilated him. That was such a sick segment. You should learn talk. Spanish so you can communicate to your grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> and Tully had nothing to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> he just got real mad. <laughs> yep. Okay, so my next point on the AEW uh, tip. Will they give in to pussies? <laughs> okay, I don't know what that one means. <laughs> okay, well, that brings me to my next point. Pizzagate. We're going to talk about Pizzagate. 
Let's do it. This is, as everybody knows, Pizzagate is about when Nick Gage cut Chris Jericho's forehead with a fucking pizza cutter, and then there was a Domino's commercial that showed up right next to it. And um, so my first, my first subtopic on this is: is Dave being a pussy? Um, because he had some uh, some objections. Yeah, I. I'm on the fence because I did disagree a bit with how strong Meltzer came yeah. out against this match and sort of how it was put on TV. Um, I thought it was done well. I don't know if there's a place for it on weekly television. Yeah, no, um, I agree with him on the point that like you you could you could save that stuff for the pay-per-views, but man, like. Uh, like I tell you, if if you're channel surfing and you see some shit like that, like it's like a train wreck. Like you're gonna fucking like stop and watch it if just for a couple seconds. You know what I mean? But yes. um, like and and the, and the thing is, is he's not wrong about this. Like you do r- run the risk of uh, getting heat with sponsors and stuff when you do that sort of thing. And they do have enemies. Like uh, the theory going around is that. Uh, you know, there was some WWE influence that got the story more yeah. play than it would have otherwise. But uh, which ties into what they do historically. This exactly. Be the first time. Yeah, yeah. I was saying, I was saying to somebody the other day, like, how long until there's a two-page ad in the fucking New York Times, like denouncing all this horrible, gory stuff they do, right? That. Yeah, but also, like, I just, I don't know, man. For one thing, I want AEW to have that creative freedom because, like, I think if you start like doing all these uh, uh, like commandments where you like you can't do this, you can't do that, you're not gonna get matches like the best friends and uh, proud and powerful street fight, like the Thunder Rosa right. Britt Baker match, which is one of my favorite women's matches I've ever seen in my life. Like, absolutely, and, and you're right, it was brutal. Yeah. So, if you're putting restrictions on stuff like that falls outside of it yeah for sure but uh, also like the this is a point that i've heard made uh, on observer radio and a couple other things is uh have you seen what's on tnt as far as the movies go Ooh, this is a good point i have not but give me some examples okay well they showed uh fucking uh what was it called oh jesus the gerard butler movie where uh he's like it's like something citizen Anyway, he's like a fucking government guy who, or like military guy who, does terrorism to some bad government people, and like that law-abiding citizen. Law-abiding yeah. citizen. Yes, thank you. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, so like he just blows people up for that whole fucking movie, right? <laughs> and that came on right after Dynamite. So, like the the pearl clutching just seems a bit funny to me, but uh, that's and very selective. Yeah, it is. It is very selective, and. Uh, what the fuck was I gonna say? I think I think one of the the only the, the one of the troubles for me with it was the fact that like jokes aside, Nick Gage is legitimately terrifying. Oh yeah, and so <laughs> so like he's wildly charismatic, and like mm. the second he's on screen, you're captivated. But also he's fucking insane. Yeah, so, you can you can also and not like he's a, a danger, but it's also there's that there's that optic element for people to uh, grab onto. Like if you were to make complaints, you're like, wait a minute, he actually robbed a bank without a mask. Yeah, yeah, that's Nick Gage with a piece of paper. 
<laughs> right. That's pretty safe. Man, but like honestly, like when I watched the Dark Side of the Ring about Nick Gage, like I wasn't completely familiar with his history, but I knew a little bit about him. I just found that part to be really sad, man. Yeah. Like, you're so fucked up on drugs that like you're not even like trying to honestly rob a bank. You're just like, just give me some money, please. I'll go away. That that dark side of the ring got me. That's yeah, probably dark. my favorite one. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty dark. Fucking, um, not as bad as the uh, Grizzly Smith one. I'm never going to watch that oh. again, as long as I live. No, but, uh, agreed. But yeah, agreed. To, to go back to Pizzagate, I just took a little quote here that, uh, that came up in that article that was written about the, mm. uh, the controversy. So it was only a day later when Domino's Pizza, which had a national ad that ended up airing in conjunction with the match, threatened to pull out. We share the concerns expressed about this incident and the contents of this TV-14 rated program and are assessing our advertising presence on it going forward, said Jenny Four Acre Petco in an article in Front Office Sports. Now, the first thing I wanted to say, does that really sound like a pullout to you? Uh, you know what? It, it, it's fair. I don't. Yeah, I, I think it sounds like a, a kind of very moderated response, but not a pullout, just a comment. Yeah, because I get the same vibe off of like that that uh, re- like that corporate response that I got when I found a piece of plastic in my Subway sub and I tweeted at him about it. Like right. this, this is just corporate speak. It's like we hear like we hear your concerns. You are valid. Like I think that's yep. what this is. I don't know if TNT is going to lose any fucking money over this. Absolutely. I mean, the the ratings at the end of the day are what matter, and they're very, very strong. Way better than they thought they'd be. Exactly. So mm. even if there are literally at most a few dozen people with issues, they weren't people that were going to probably stay with the product anyway, and they're not a big concern. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so the next, uh, <laughs> my next point is uh, WWE fans are freaks. Okay, yeah, based on Twitter alone, I'm <laughs> 100% with you. There yeah. is I've been watching WWE for 37, not 37, for 35 years. Um I'm I'm in. I'm part of it. Yeah. I can easily stop watching cuz it's garbage. Yeah. Um I'm I'm indoctrinated for decades and I can see that there are people that cannot function without defending WWE and taking down AEW. Stand up for WWE, baby. Oh my god. <laughs> right? Complaining isn't conversation, man. It's so sick. But yeah, man, fucking WWE fans like and like this, you know, this is a a gross overgeneralization. You know, there's a there's a large subsection of WWE fans who are not fucking mod Flanders pearl clutching freaks. But it's just such a scuzzy tactic. And my next point was, uh, do you think anything's actually going to come of this? Or is uh, TK sharp enough to see it for what it is? So this is pretty obvious, like, fake controversy, in my opinion, at least. I don't know. No, I totally agree. I don't. I think it's, it's going to be, um, you know, blown over in a very short time. And it's not going to affect booking whatsoever, really. Yeah, anybody who's, like, as fucking creepy nerd obsessed with wrestling as Tony Khan is like he he knows he knew what was going on in the 90s you know what I mean he was at ECW shows yeah. he knows yeah you calling people uh, the F slur and shit 
<laughs> I doubt he ever did that. I, I, I know, right? I sincerely doubt it. But hey, you never know. But um, but sure, yeah. I, I hate I hate to do this. I uh, I have to run in like two minutes. Oh, you got to take off. I do. I got to take off. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. I gotta I gotta cut short. We got a thing here that came up. That's fine. I'll fucking I'll take it from here. I guess. But okay. Next point. I just want to get over this. This is the website that the uh, the thing came from, okay? The uh, story about Domino's. I'm just going to yeah. run down every headline that came up when I searched WWE, and then every headline that came up to AEW, and I'll let you go. Sound good? Do it. All right, cool. Sounds good. So when I Googled, or not Googled, but when I put WWE into front office sports search, here's the headlines I got. WWE, quarter two earnings surpass estimates. WWE embraces changed media landscape. WWE wants to be Marvel-like media giant. NBC's $1 billion WWE bet. WWE beats expectations. Female athletes, gamers, bring WWE to new heights on YouTube. This is creepy. Okay, so here's what happens when you type AEW into the same search bar. Domino's disavows AEW's bloody pizza cutter spectacle on TNT. And WWE holds on to WrestleMania lifeline as other pro leagues pause. The only two headlines that come up when you search WWE on that website. Or AEW. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not obviously not a tech guy, but that is very suspicious. Absolutely. and it's entire, like obviously skewed, but like cartoonishly skewed towards WWE. For sure, it's it's almost like somebody's being paid to write about WWE. Michael McCarthy, I, you little bitch! I'm just reading these. They don't even have, at no point would you be able to tell that this is a wrestling company. No, 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 for sure. It, media landscape, media giant. Yeah. Like, you that, t- come on. That's how you know that it's fucking AstroTurf, dude, because they never fucking say wrestling or pro wrestling. Right. So. Oh my God. They have distanced themselves from their own product so aggressively. It's wild. But yeah, I'll let you go, and uh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna finish off this stink sheet solo, and uh, we'll have you back on next week. And if that you leave in good. the middle again, you're fucking fired. Uh, I apologize. Sounds good, brother. It's all good. So I just want to thank Jordan Hoth for coming on the show. And uh, yeah, we'll continue right after this. Okay, so Uncle Stinky Solo, baby. I got nobody to play off of anymore. So this is going to be interesting. I'm going to get re- through the rest of this news as quick as I can, I guess. And uh, we'll call that an episode. So my next point was uh, I will fight Michael McCarthy, which I will. I don't care. I will fight Michael McCarthy any place anywhere i'm not a big guy i'm not good at fighting i don't care but i'll fight him stop fucking around stop fucking around with my aew i want i want my good i want my good wrestling show i want my good wrestling show see this is how stupid i am when i don't have a co-host all right so the next uh next item up here sasha banks returned on smackdown i don't watch smackdown who care but i mean that's pretty cool i guess and then uh, next up, Natty uh, Natalia Hart uh, fucked up her ankle. She just got out of surgery. Get well, Natty. I hope uh, she's back in action soon. She's always been a really good female wrestler. Yeah, you know, just a, a good wrestler all, all, all together. I'll say that. 
I'll be a good boy. And uh, the next uh, line I have here, Hangman lose. Hangman lost. This Wednesday on Dynamite, uh, they had the 5v5 match where if Hangman and the Dark Order won, everybody got title shots. And if they didn't, nobody got title shots. And now nobody gets title shots. Dark Order doesn't. Hangman doesn't. The fucking main event for All Out has changed. I'm so bummed out about that. Like, yeah, I know. Long-term, long-term storytelling is good. And uh, I could appreciate it. But man, I really wanted to see Hangman get that fucking belt off Omega. And so now I think it's going to be maybe the uh, November pay-per-view. But I, I don't fucking know. I just hope... Uh, I just hope we see him with the strap soon, man. I like that guy. I like that storyline, too. I wish he didn't lose. Um, up here... Abushi is sick! My man's got pneumonia. NGPW, like we were saying earlier, cannot catch a fucking break. And uh, in NGPW news, Shingo and Tanahashi ruled in a shock to nobody. And that is about all of the news that I have to talk about today. So up next is a really fun thing. This is the deliberate false rumor segment. So if you guys like, you can uh, cut this audio out and disseminate it as if it were true and see if you can get me in trouble. That would be pretty fun. Okay, so first up, Tessa Blanchard was supposed to make a return to Impact on this weekend's Slammiversary show, but unfortunately could not attend as she was being questioned for her involvement in the January 6th insurrection in D.C. Michael Elgin was in the news again this week, as he has been evading arrest from the new charges brought up against him. Elgin was located by OPP officers hiding in the bottom of an outhouse near a homeless encampment in Toronto, Ontario. Sources report his rent was $2,800 a month. Seth Rollins is in hot water with the internet wrestling community again with a controversial tweet. On January 31st, Rollins tweeted, Can we please just leave Chris Chan alone? I'm really looking forward to the new Sonishu pages, and she doesn't need the stress. It's not like she did anything wrong anyway. Rollins could not be reached for comment. And uh, this is the What Have You Been Watching This Week segment. I was going to ask Jordan what he was watching, but he's gone. So uh, it's just me. And uh, I watched Dynamite, and that's it. <laughs> it was a good Dynamite. But uh, other than that, I... Uh, Ain't been up on the wrestling so much besides news. And in the next segment, we have got Otis P. Stink Trigger's Dickhead of the Week. This week's dickhead is none other than Dustin Rhodes, Seven himself, Gold Dust. Because uh, he tweeted some shit about how you should only give homeless people fucking money if they're working and uh, like squeegeeing people's windows and shit. And he can just fuck off for that, you know what I mean? That's stupid. Either give people money or don't, you know what I mean? Don't fucking categorize homeless people into the ones you like and the ones you don't. And that's why Dustin Rhodes, you're Otis P. Stank Trigger's dickhead of the week. So that's going to be all for this week. And uh, if you tuned in, I really want to thank you for doing so. I appreciate it. We'll be back next week to wrap up all the news that's going on in the pro wrestling world. And uh, trying to get people mad at me and fucking around having a good time. You can follow me over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Trigger or on Twitter at uh, HurtCull, H-U-R-T-K-U-L-L, because I'm really uh, careful about hiding my name. Once again, this has been The Stink Sheet. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll catch you next time.